1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job
2: sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring
0: professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The
1: Squareball podcast.
2: Welcome to the show that is brought to you by Levi Solicitors, who so are doing more than 10% off your legal fees at the minute, 15% off until the end of January for wills probate and conveyancing yes well done Michael get it uh Dan Michael and Rob with you here today oh if you want to check that out by the way head to uk forward slash the the square ball so I will cup diary a couple of things to tell you about very quickly before we get into all that um the live show with football cliches we are co-promoting something which is exciting isn't it We're like a big promoter
3: <laughs> it's like back to your nightclub days yeah very awesome, much so. um, um, so th- except less desperate when is that happening Michael <laughs> That's a good question, Dan. Is it the 2nd of March, Michael? It is the 2nd of March next year, which is a Thursday night <laughs> in Leeds. Know, I'm glad
2: you didn't know that. And me taking the piss out of you then allowed me to double-check that I was right and mm. didn't make a fool of myself. So yeah, it's Thursday, the 2nd of March. Carriage Works Theatre in Leeds. If you want to get tickets for that, uh, it's just off over 24 quid, isn't it? But you get us, Phil Hay, and football cliches coming to town as well, which is the um, the athletic show uh, after us. I think we, we are the, officially the warmer pact.
3: I, I see joint billing <laughs> <laughs> Giant, joint headliners <laughs> we're on first so everyone can leave afterwards don't, do <laughs> don't <that>. leave afterwards <laughs> that'd be awful <laughs> stick around for the full thing
2: but it's about it's at least half sold out already hasn't
3: it um, I think much more than that I think we're down to a handful of tickets I'm going to say is that you got to say a limited number a limited number yeah, anyway, anyway if
2: you want to come along to that carriageworkstheatre.co.uk for details for tickets World Cup then it's over again well it is from an England point of view isn't it we do appreciate that there are other non-English people watching and listening to this. We are now after the quarterfinal stages, the most prominent of which, from our point of view, is England losing to France over the weekend. So I guess we should start there. It was potentially a, a coin flip, was the way we sort of built this one up, going into it. Um, did you watch it? I did. How did you watch it? Just home on telly. Disappointed?
3: Yeah, fairly. But, yeah, never mind. Over it, <laughs> over it already. Yeah, and I was, dis- I was disappointed on the night because I felt like we... We certainly had a chance to go through and even though we got the two penalties, you kind of felt we were maybe a bit done over by the fact that there was a that foul on Saka in the build-up. There was maybe another penalty in the first half. It was certainly a foul and a buck in. Um, it felt like things didn't go for us, but then equally, we didn't create enough chances, I don't think, uh, outside of the penalties. There, were, there was not quite enough there.
1: Despite maybe. having
2: the lion's share of the game, i have fair to say.
1: Yeah, like I say, I think it could have it could have gone either way. It, um, it was very un england way to go out mm. of a major tournament because I thought played well against a good team like I say could have gone either way really look at France's goals brilliant sort of shot from 30 yards or whatever it was and then Giroud's header was deflected we score a penalty we missed a penalty and you sort of think I can't be annoyed at anything but it's mm. kind of disappointing at the same time it was yeah it was strange not really knowing how to feel it's almost easier if like we're terrible and you want to rip everything up and sack the manager and get a load of new players in or, or you've got a referee to blame. I know like people were going mad about the referee a little bit. I was in um, I was watching it in a bar in Leeds and the guys next to me were really angry about the referee from the very start, even to the point of when he did give free kicks to England, they were like, oh, that's not even a free kick. And you just think, well, you can't be calm in both ways. Like, come on. Uh, so yeah, I kind of left thinking, oh, I don't really know I think how to feel. that level of annoyance, which bar was it, by the way? I was in the wardrobe in Leeds. Oh, very good. Very nice. Um,
2: that level of annoyance maybe separates out the people who genuinely consume football all the time from people who are slightly more casual in viewing, do you think? Is that a fair a fair description? Because as a football fan, you know sometimes these things just marginally go against you and then football's all about moments, isn't it? And those moments with the penalties. If, I mean, if you can't score two penalties in a World Cup quarterfinal, then you are shooting yourself in the foot, aren't you? I mean, Michael, you you have a long storied uh, history in coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, have delivered many excellent pieces of coaching advice on this show. So, seminars, say,
3: yeah. yeah, sermons, almost. clinic, yeah, <laughs> all different words you could use for it. Find a think of a different word. <laughs> I'll do for <laughs> them. You asking me Harry Kane's penalty advice? So yeah, what well, if, if you'd have had a chance to speak to
2: Harry Kane then just before he takes that penalty? What would you have said to him? Now, bearing in mind, before you answer, obviously, you saw the first penalty, did you notice what he did with the first penalty? So the first penalty. I think he said before, because you you see the video that's done the rounds afterwards as well about Mm -hmm. Johnny Wilkinson. Well, he does a similar thing to Johnny Wilkinson. I don't know whether they've gone to the same coach or he's spoken to Johnny Wilkinson, but he's got a routine, hasn't he? Did you spot it when he he re-spotted the ball first time? They stopped, put the ball on the spot, folded over both of his socks and then he went through a set number of steps. That's what Johnny Wilkinson used to do when he was kicking for the uh, England Rugby Union team. And for whatever reason, something was sufficiently in his head the first time that he felt the need to restart his routine. But then he, he put that penalty in. Second time around... Michael, mm. I'm turning to you now. As I mean, this is beyond the level I understand. Kicked it, it kicked
3: it far too high. Right. What would you have advised him to do under the circumstances? Don't kick, at the, don't kick the bottom of the ball as much. Kick it more in the middle than right. it would have gone in with his toe, maybe. <laughs> Big old toe bunger. Yeah. <laughs> Very hard to save. You yeah. know, it's an underrated skill. It's, it moves all over the place. I mean, so everybody who was watching it will have had their opinion on what he should have done
2: under the circumstances, and thought, would you put it in the same spot again as you did the first one? Would you change sides? It's,
3: it's his teammate, Yerise. I think a second penalty in a game is very tough to, to do to the extent where I'd almost be tempted to let someone else take it right. at, at that point because it feels like there's, there's too much going on. I don't know. Maybe that's I, just because I'm a, not someone who's ever scored
1: a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I was convincing myself that uh, Hugo Loris was going to save the first one. And then the second one, you do think, oh, mm. God, this is just horrible. But I must admit, I wasn't expecting him to kick it that high. That was a mistake. Mm,
3: Yeah, it's a weird dynamic as well. With Obviously, he's probably taken hundreds of penalties against Larice as well, which is a weird thing because they have been teammates for about a decade. So it's, I don't know, that's like a weird added element. So he'll know which way
2: he tends to go. Yeah. The thing is with Kane's penalties, and this is what I wonder if he was trying to do. Like you saw with the first one, even though he went to his favoured side and his favoured location, the top left-hand corner as he looks at it, they're unstoppable if you get them right, which is what I suspect was in his mind for the second one, is that if he hits it hard enough... It's unstoppable. Is that penalty, regardless mm. of where he where he puts it, he just happened to put it into the stand.
3: Yeah, but I, I've, I felt overall we played pretty well. Subs again. I, felt, I don't know. why We took Saka off. That seemed weird because apparently was, he was hobbling around a little bit before. Oh, was he? Yeah, because he seemed to be absolutely destroying him down that side. Yeah, and our future left back there was getting. Um, I can only assume we're trying to sign him. He was that he was that bad. <laughs> he, he, he seemed that out of position and reckless in every single challenge. Um I, I can only assume we're, we're gonna go and he's former Red Bull as well, isn't he? Right, yeah. So we'll be in for him, no doubt. Um but yeah, I thought I thought Saka was really good and
1: I don't know, it's hard to know where it went wrong. I think I mean, it's, mo- it's just mo for me it was just moments. Yeah, it's it's so like the finest margins, isn't it? And I think that's the thing when you get when you are playing the reigning world champions, mm. it like it's just hard to moan about. It. You think, oh God, that was sometimes. Really you, sometimes not f- you just lose. Yeah, you're yeah. really not, and you're really not far off that being very, very different. It's only like really tiny moments that have to change. Like Drew's winner, like it's a great cross, but you know, he's a deflected header at the end mm. of the day. You think, ah, just bad luck in it. Yeah. And, even,
3: and even Francis Open, is one of those that's so far out. You go, ah, oh, that's not fair. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not even. You've not even he's not even worked anything there You've just hit it from miles out and it's gone in and, and he hit it under the legs I can't remember which defender it was but he went under his legs
2: he so the keep... through Bellingham's legs or something. so Pigford's unsighted doesn't see it until a fraction of a second
3: later than he needs to get a goalkeeper with longer arms yeah is that your advice <laughs> this could be an option so hit it dead hard into the net get longer arms look at Melier yeah mind you he's sick isn't he so I don't. I don't think his long arms are a, a bit of a, <laughs> a factor in that. Though, to be honest, his long, it's long, weak arms. <laughs> oh, bless him! But I, I mean, Speedy recovery. Are we yeah. getting rid of Southgate? or Are we keeping him? I can't decide.
2: The fact that I've got no real opinion on it probably tells you where my head's at over the mm. whole thing. I'm like you. I'm kind of like, well, oh well. We actually did pretty well. Games turned on a few moments. We they took theirs. We didn't. He's got us that far. Got that performance out of him, which I thought was quite a good performance. Mm. Albeit, there's part of you wants to wants wants you to see him. send send them out like Bielsa sent out leads because it's such an alluring prospect isn't it watching you you attack and attack and attack but we would have probably conceded about four goals if we'd have just attacked France relentlessly so it's an impossible job isn't it trying to get that balance right and I think for the most part he did but there was a slightly ponderous start again wasn't there? there it seems to me almost that you agree that like England are a little bit in their own heads when they start these games and it's only when they kind of let go and get into that kind of flow state when the game's Happening so quickly around them that they got to react to it naturally rather than thinking about what they're going to do.
3: It feels like we just set out to be sensible at the start of a game, which I think that's
1: all it is. I, I think it's. I did like. I kind of feel sorry for self. Safga- I tend to defend him, but I do think there maybe is an argument for like a fresh voice there because he has just been there a long time and people just tend to boo him, which isn't really productive, I don't think. But also, I think whoever comes in. I just think they'll probably do the same thing as what he mm. does. Like, I don't think you, it's ever going to be radically different to what he does, really. Although there is tactical nuance there, isn't there? That I think, I think
2: there's
3: he maybe the fear is that he lacks a little bit of that. That's all. Yeah, maybe I, the part of the issue as well is who do who else do you get? Because it's not the England job isn't isn't the job it used to be, is it? No one's going to leave a Premier League job for it anymore. Whereas yeah. there was a time it was such an honour to be offered it that people would leave, drop whatever they were doing basically to be like, yes, of course. Would you go for someone like T- job? Tuchel or someone like that? Or? Bielsa. Really? <laughs> he's available. No, you don't, don't want to ruin
2: him because if, if he was thrown mm. to the to the wolves of the press oh. in this country, it'd be awful.
1: Yeah, we don't we don't need more Matt Law opinion pieces on Marcelo Bielsa, do we?
3: I mean, yeah, the, the danger of getting rid of Southgate is that you open the door to Lampard yeah. or someone like that. Someone someone who is definitely worse. Although, based on evidence, you'd say someone like Eddie
2: Howe's been one of the names that's been mentioned I've seen in he's the not press. He's going to leave
3: Newcastle. He's got like a billion pounds to spend and he's at the start of a massive project there. Yeah. No, no. Probably not. Probably Like not. a year ago, yeah. Eddie Howard Eddie Howe would probably have taken it. But equally a year ago, Eddie Howard's that go failed at Bournemouth and got sacked.
1: Mm. Just wait until Graham Potter gets sacked by Chelsea in about six yeah. weeks. And
3: then we're having him. Oh is that right? okay. <laughs> so, that's what... But I, I think you probably you stick with Southgate
2: for one more tournament don't you? Assuming he wants to, because he said he's considering his options, didn't he? So but yeah, I think um it's one of those things where I kind of went, ah well I went out for beer with a couple of my mates, so I went to school without seeing them for six months or whatever. You know, you go out for your twice yearly mm-hmm. beers, beers these days, and we just sat and had a good wag about you know school and growing up and all that stuff. Kind of left the football behind us as soon as that that game was over.
3: Um, it's but, telling, I think, that the next morning I didn't wake up and even remember it. It was only when I sort of checked Twitter I was then there was loads of World Cup stuff on about England, and I thought, "Oh, you lost yesterday." Yeah. Whereas, yeah. can any of us say that after like? The Derby defeat, for example, in the playoffs, the first thing, you, you just opened your eyes and went, oh God, That's
1: that fucking it. thing happened. That's even if you could even sleep. I just went <laughs> home and sort of stared at the wall for a few hours because I didn't want to do with myself. The
2: lads who I went out with on uh, on Saturday, the first tournament we all watched together was Euro 96. Mm. And because our sixth form presentation evening, we were leaving sixth form that summer, summer of 1996, obviously, happened on the night of the semi-final at um, Midland Hotel in Bradford. And it got to this, the stage where they were giving out, you know, everyone was dressed up or whatever, and they're giving out awards. And the importance of the awards kind of just petered out into the background as the mm-hmm. game went on and on and on. And there were like TVs in the corner of the room, one above the bar, one in the opposite corner, and everyone just started gravitating towards the TVs and um, and watch. I mean, I still watch Gaza now. We know that um, potential golden goal where he lunges for mm-hmm. it. I still think he's going to get to it. Even when I look at it now, you think just half a second earlier, Gaza. Mm-hmm. But I remember being devastated on that night. And it completely ruined what was supposed to be like the big send off for us all at, at Six
3: Form. And here we are, 26 years later, um, and we're still not further forward. <laughs> still not bothered. I mean, it was it was capped off with the evening by watching Josh Warrington lose as well, which yeah. was a, which was a shame because that was a bit like the England game. In fairness, mm. it was the one that it could have gone either way. He struggled. He did well, and he, he, I mean, I, I admittedly know nothing about boxing, but I got to the end of it and I thought, I think he might have won. I don't, but I had no idea because I, yeah. I don't understand the technicalities of it. Hit him dead hard, I think. To... <laughs> I mean, they both got hit pretty hard. Yeah. at various points. I right? don't you think you'd have coped under those circumstances really badly. I, I mean, he's, he's very little <laughs> as Josh, isn't he? But um, yeah, I reckon he, he could probably hurt me quite a bit. Yeah, I
2: mean, we, we've sat in a room with Josh, and he
3: carries that boxer intensity with him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, he, I'm always amazed how, how like boxers are. When you when you do the weight and you're like that like stone. You're like, I can't be right. <laughs> That's one of my legs. <laughs> but yeah, he would absolutely destroy me. Yeah. But um, yeah. you were at it, weren't you? Yeah, the, I was. Uh... I was
1: very lucky enough to be ringside, and yeah, my main thought was, fucking hell, this looked really hard and horrible, and I'd mm-hmm. hate to be in there. And yeah, it was really similar to the England game in that. Well, actually, I was a lot more gutted about Josh losing than I was about England. But you did come out of it, and you just think he's fought someone who looks really good. It's a really good fight. Mm. He's given it a really good go. Like, I thought he kind of started slowly, but the way he ended the fight, like, you just think, fucking hell, it's all credit to him. Like, just, mm. And then, but you'd think, ah, oh, could have gone either way. He's lost a really tight decision. Oh, that's like, mm. it's Merry, almost, Christ- Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's almost worse that you, you don't have like a, oh, that was shit. you just got to go, oh, sport at the end of the day, it just comes down to sometimes you win or lose. Mm. And both things tonight have gone wrong. Um, yeah, I, I found it harder to accept
2: the, the losing in 1996 that first tournament that I watched compared to now where you kind of go oh well I've seen enough disappointment in my time that sometimes it just goes that way Yeah, yeah. but if- 1996
3: I went and sat and cried in the garden <laughs> how old are you then 25? <laughs> <laughs> no I was a child <laughs> it was a tough year I'd seen Leeds lose at Wembley a few months before as well it was. Yeah, I, was
2: hor- I was 17 then just shy of my 18th birthday I turned 18 in May and when was the final? Was it was about February, March was it? Something like that. So I wasn't far off it. Obviously in Bradford a hardened drinker by that mm. point um, but that was the one where we set off from Bradford at 6am started drinking at 9 at Luton mm. Kickoff was
1: 5pm it, it was an, a, a horrific day. Yeah, I think um, there was someone sat behind me at the boxing who might have had a similar day because he was on the undercard fight I think it was just before Josh came out he was sat with his head in his hands I thought, is he going to nod off or is he going to go to sleep uh, or is he going to cry or something? And then he just threw up all over himself. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> uh, I turned around and suddenly all the seats around me were empty and uh, he was getting carried off by security like a, like a toddler at school who just had Bing an accident. Bong. Or <laughs> Bing bong, kind of the contract cleaners to aisle four, that kind of thing. Yeah, they weren't the poor bloke who came to have to clear that up. He wasn't uh, best pleased.
2: Earlier this year, the good folks at Boxed kept 100 Leeds fans fed and watered for four days to give us the energy to complete our 92-mile charity walk. These days, of course, the focus is on conserving energy and minimising waste. And Boxed have been sharing their tips to use your heating system as efficiently as possible to help keep your energy bills down. Upgrading to a new, more efficient boiler and using a Google Nest learning thermostat could save you up to £1,150 a year, And upgrading your boiler to a brand new A-rated one couldn't be easier. Installations carried out by an expert, qualified installer and included in the price. And 0% finances available, subject to the relevant checks, of course. You'll get a fixed, fair price in just 90 seconds with Boxed. And as a listener to this show, you can save an additional £50 on your online quote by using the code TSB50. You don't have to walk 92 miles to do it. Just grab your phone, head to boxed.co.uk, that's B-O-X-T.co.uk and use that code, TSB50, to upgrade your boiler and save money now.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Anyway, back to the football. Other quarterfinals then, Croatia-Brazil. Obviously, Croatia knocked Brazil out on penalties. There was penalty. more fun it in this. There was, yeah. Uh, it was fun seeing Neymar upset. Mm. Dreadful little twat. Uh, but then going back to the Project 538 statistical win probabilities that Moscow objected to when we did this before the weekend. They had a 23% win probability in that game, they reckon.
3: Proven nonsense now. Mm, that, definitely. that whole thing, because it didn't get anything right. I don't think it did, did it? It uh, predicted Neth- England would win, it predicted Portugal would win, and Brazil would win. Well, Netherlands, Argentina, it predicted that correctly. Okay, well, on, 50, on a, it, it, on a 50-50, uh, 50-50 games, it managed to get one out of four. Brilliant. Yeah, and
2: uh, Morocco, I mean, the, the absolute icing on the cake was Morocco, wasn't it? Which was... Ah, delightful. Which was a, brill- a brilliant start. But <laughs> well, you did wonder, didn't you, uh, with the way that Saturday was unfolding, you thought, this could be it. This is where it opens up and England have got a chance. You know, because you'd fancy yourself against Morocco. Of course, you would. Portugal would have fancied oh, themselves what, against Morocco. I was going to say,
3: that's what everyone's thought against but, Morocco. Yeah,
2: but they, they are, by definition, the weakest team left in the tournament. Yeah. No, uh, they, are. they are. So you, you've got to fancy yourself against them. Like that's the danger, isn't it? When you start looking ahead to that and you start plotting your route to the final. Or whatever. Schimper, thought,
3: Schimper, Ronaldo and uh, Bruno Fernandes, though. Were you sad for him? <laughs>
2: no, it was really, Because you, you would have seen... footballers. footballers. The camera, I think it cut away from um, from the celebrations on the pitch, didn't it? And followed Ronaldo all the way down the tunnel in tears. Were you, were you
3: moved by that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, actually. In, in what way? <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, I wanted it to follow him all the way. Dreadful, horrific, nasty. Just
1: to uh, add to the joy as well, it was Alan McIce on commentary sort of commentating on mm. Ronaldo crying, saying it's not all about him, it's about Morocco. And even towards the end of the game, he was just picking up Morocco. It was beautiful. Yeah, so that was good. It's good that they're not going to win it
3: because it'd have been a dreadful business. I,
1: yeah, I was worried when they dropped him. I was like, oh God, what if they're really good now and they're mm. going to win it and he's going to sort of claim the glory as his, like at the Euros when he was injured immediately and <laughs> decided to be manager. Well, well, I
2: think what's funny with Ronaldo as well is that we as relative, relatively rounded individuals versus him who's lives in this weird megastar bubble and he hasn't yet realised like how finite his own like career is mm. and he's still still railing against his own decline that where he goes from here now having basically agitated his way out of Man United which is funny in itself as well we should add that he's maybe does he end up in, in Saudi Arabia getting absolutely bucket loads of money but you essentially in terms of profile you've fallen off hmm. the yeah. off the radar I, um,
1: I really hope he goes to Saudi Arabia scores a thousand goals
2: and nobody no pays attention. <laughs>
3: yeah. well, the thing is, all you get there is money. And it's essentially the one thing he doesn't need. Like he, he has, he, he probably will never spend the amount of money he's already got because he's from all of his, his two decades of merchandise and promotions and all that sort of stuff, he will earn an absolute fortune from all of his, who is it? Is it Nike? Or Adidas? I don't even know. It shows, shows how well it works. I don't even know what boots <laughs> he wears. One of them. One of them's given him fucking loads of money for 20 years. Yeah. He's a, obviously picked up a fortune in salary every week as well. So, yeah, good.
2: <laughs> I hope he's fucking miserable. Yeah, it'll be nice, especially if um, if Argentina, I mean, I'm not particularly bothered about Argentina going in to win it. I'd rather not see that. But it would be funny from that side of things to see Messi lifting the trophy, because
3: he'd hate that. Mm. And you've got to take whatever victories you can in these things, haven't you? I mean, Morocco, are we all, are we all off back in Morocco now? Just because it'd be funny. Morocco or mm-hmm. Croatia for
1: me? Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd quite like Argentina to do it. I think the messy thing, and also, I just think it would make Bielsa happy. I don't like that idea <laughs> that. as well. You sad sap, Rob. <laughs> you emotional fool.
2: on uh, right, onto the semi-finals. Any, it's Croatia, Argentina, Tuesday at seven UK time, and then Morocco, France, Wednesday seven UK time. They are thirty six percent Croatia, sixty four percent probability Argentina, and then Morocco thirty. Don't care. But that's listen to that then. The Morocco thirty four percent against France sixty four. I think those stats are wildly wrong. That's because they are like they're giving Morocco a one in three shot against France and Croatia only fractionally more I think Croatia are a very good side
1: I mean the Morocco France numbers don't even add up to a
2: Oh, that might be me typing <laughs> okay. might, I think that's me typing it wrong Rob to
3: be honest yeah. well well done there we go <laughs> no. maybe don't go into statistical analysis if you can't, if you can't make your percentage just add up it's to a hundred it's
2: just a typo Michael <laughs> it's just a typo I mean overall for the, the World Cup odds now um they reckon it's thirty-seven percent. Argentina, thirty-five. France, Croatia, sixteen, and Morocco, thirteen. So Morocco's chances have obviously improved by getting through, which does no way. Up. Yeah, You're joking? Absolutely right? true. <laughs> They're on a three percent shot going into the quarterfinals, but no, absolutely fair play to them. Um, it's nice to have an underdog in there, and I, I still consider, even though Croatia knocked England out of the World Cup in 2018, you still consider them an underdog in terms of size of the nation. Mm-hmm. I and mean, what's the population of Croatia? It's like
3: just is it like four million-ish? It's it's kind of Scot- Scotland-sized. Which, you know, doesn't do um, doesn't reflect well on Scotland, I suppose. <laughs> uh, let's
2: have a look. I have the uh, the Wikipedia. We know Wikipedia is obviously yeah yeah absolutely spot on. Population twenty twenty one. They had just shy of four million people. There you go. They're doing well.
3: Yep, they are doing well. Scotland. Let's have a look. <laughs> you don't are you just using this as a stick to beat Scotland with? Now? Correct.
2: Uh, Fair enough. Let's have a look. Population five point four million. They reckon. There you go. Um, Estimate for
3: 2029. So, Scotland, what's your excuse? (laughs) It's a good question. Is it
1: at Dan Mylan? Shut up.
3: (laughs) You've already given away that you live in Bradford. Just go find him. Hang on a minute. (laughs) Wales? uh, Let's have a look. What's the
2: population of Wales? Um... (laughs) Why are you doing this? 3.2 million. Wow. Oh, I mean, I'm just trying to find... Do, do, com- do both islands next. <laughs> go on, go all the way in. <laughs> just piss off everyone. I, just, just I actually genuinely find it interesting from a just from a numbers point of view how well they're performing. Mm. Croatia. Nice country as well. Have you been to Croatia? Been several times. You've been to Croatia? Never, no. Go. I have to Go. It's nice.
3: <laughs> that is our new sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> go it, to Croatia. Visit it Croatia? It's, Croatia. It's nice. <laughs> It's nice and there aren't that many people live there which is also
2: nice. <laughs> Excellent. Um, in terms of Leeds news we've got anything more World Cup wise to chat about? We're getting fewer and fewer games now aren't they? we still so got less to talk about? There was a bit of shithouser in the oh,
3: yeah. Netherlands oh, Argentina yeah, game good, wasn't oh, there? Of
2: course yeah, and all the unicorns as well because we had Rodrigo De Paul Gakpo Noah Lang came on as well
3: and then the star of the
2: show was Burnley's striker. Yeah. I mean that, that is <laughs> worth no a, coming. that is worth touching on actually that free kick that the Netherlands did. 10 minutes into injury time. I mean, the bollocks to do that under those circumstances and you no, know, you saw what Rashford did when he took that pot shot when he went full Izzy Brown there at, the, uh, at the end of the England-France
1: game. <laughs> it's a bit harsh on Rashford.
2: What? Say, but... Came off the bench like special teams, no?
1: Well, yeah, fair enough. I mean, Browns wasn't very close, was it? I don't think. And Rashford has done quite well in this
3: competition so far whereas Izzy Brown it was like <laughs> I just his, mean, his I mean, first that's, appearance That speci-
2: specific moment. Yeah, okay. That specific moment. Um, but yeah, to do that, just to tap it into three attackers, I mean to have the presence of mind to do that and not kind of lose your shit in, in the last minute of the World Cup thinking it's now or never. Mm. I, I, absolute fair play to him for that. And uh, did you enjoy the shit housing that was going on during the penalty shootout? Because everybody saw, you saw that, um, there's a Reuters photographer, was it? Somebody who caught the uh, all the Argentinian players kind of rah, like running out of the centre mm. circle looking at the, at the Dutch players as if to say, fuck off, you know, we've, we've done you. But, I mean, that element of that needle in football, great, isn't it? I, I like it um, because <laughs> did you see the Dutch players have been getting in the Argentinian players ears as mm-hmm. well as they were walking up to take stuff and walking back as well so yeah,
3: fair big, enough big grudge matches are what makes football fun yeah.
1: yeah there's always stories as well at World Cups of as the two buses will be leaving at the same time it's always whoever's won just giving it the odd fuck off and all that which <laughs> <Yeah>. is nice
2: <laughs> uh, did you see that? there was that tweet from that Rugby arse who, that was doing the round saying this is everything that's wrong with football. No, it's everything that's right with twice football. It's more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're not drinking pints of our own piss.
3: You're splitting out Ruby, league rugby union there, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's rugby union you're yeah, talking just about. The yeah. piss drinkers. I mean, like, so, I. So we were
2: talking about drinking
3: piss twice in a week, yeah. I'm sure we talked about this the other day. Are you not a regular without some, <laughs> like, some some, some espoused the health benefits, Michael? It might have been a Butter a World Cup thing. Is I there, can't remember. Is there a
2: Wikipedia page drinking your <laughs> own champagne no well, well, yeah, you maybe, looking, that, maybe that's you looking a euph- for drinking your own urine I just want, uh, well, if drinking your own champagne is a euphemism for drinking, no. drinking <laughs> urine therapy let's have a look can do it.
3: Is has Elon Musk previously said it's a good idea
2: should we say yes probably drinking of one's own urine Uro- urophagia don't do it uh, don't do it it was used in several ancient uh, cultures for various health healing and cosmetic purposes I know Bear Grylls likes it do not he that's hmm. about it in extreme cases, people may drink urine if no other fluids are available. Mm. Although numerous credible sources, including the U.S. Army Field Manual,
3: advise against doing it.
1: Have you seen the um, that Louis Theroux interviews new series? He does one with Bear Grylls in that.
3: Oh, I've not seen in it interest. yet. I've seen the I've seen Stormzy and uh, Catherine
1: Ryan. Yeah, the bloke who drinks his own piss comes across as stri- uh, quite odd. I'd say <laughs> no he way. So, he sort of <laughs> lives on this private island that looks a bit like a prison. It's very strange.
2: Mm. Prime in private island does have its attractions. Well, I suppose so. It'd be nice and quiet, wouldn't it? But I think we're getting way late from the football chat here. In terms of wrapping up Leeds stuff, if we move on to that now, uh, we talked on the last one before the weekend about Clicky maybe being off. Looks like that's gaining momentum, uh, possibly to MLS again, as we, as we
3: mentioned, I think, before the weekend, to go play for Wayne Rooney. Looks that way. I, feel, oh, I don't like this. No. I felt really... Do you know what? I, I don't know why I did this to myself. I deliberately made myself feel sad. I went back 'cause I saw he was leaving. I went back and watched the highlights of Bielsa's first game against Stoke. And I thought, Oh God, I wish I could go do it all again. Yeah. All that just that from that from that moment to the promotion, I think, oh was so good. Even even what you, even when you factor Derby, that, that defeat into it, mm. the overall like trajectory was ace, wasn't it? Yeah, and I thought, Oh, now he's gone and he's gone and he's gone and he's gone.
2: Everything dies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> It'll never be as good. I do feel
1: like if click isn't gonna play for us, which Marsh seems on insistent on really mm. I quite like the idea of him sort of causing havoc in MLS mm. but I don't like the idea of him playing for Wayne Rooney unless he's just going to remind him of that day celebration, celebrating promotion at Derby of course. That I, would about, be I completely good. forget about that dynamic yeah of course like, that would be nice if he's just in training constantly showing him photos <laughs> of Click pissed in the stand to celebrate
3: you were still playing then Wayne weren't you did you get your boots on much now looks, <laughs> be, looks
1: challenging all boy.
3: that stuff all that 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 monkey
2: business, I, I think we'll really miss that that side of it, mm. the personality aspect of mm. it. It'll be a real, real miss, and especially yeah. as we've got we've got the graffiti as well outside the, on the wall out you know outside the, what's the
3: northeast corner. Yeah, yeah, I, I know we can't keep him because he's not going to play. So
2: you can't keep anything forever, can you?
3: No. Although it's one of those things that you think, well, you can, just maybe just wait a few weeks, Michael. You the, can keep the, the manager might not be keep here him forever.
2: In, keep him in here though. <laughs> keep him as a memory. I suppose I can. Yeah. No, i would be sad to see him go. Going back to your boxing talk, actually, Rob, Somerville was supposed to uh, do the ring walk with Josh Warrington on Saturday. Didn't.
1: He was carrying an injury, isn't he? he? Yeah, he got injured in early on against LCA, didn't he? And then, yeah, Josh came out for the ring walk and it was Liam Cooper carrying the belt. And uh, yeah, I saw Liam Cooper at the end, just looking like he didn't really know what to do after everyone was sort of clearing the ring and everyone was sad and upset. And Paul Liam was just stood there staring into the distance, <laughs>
2: forlorn. <laughs> Bless him. Um, Jesse's been
1: on a podcast as well this week. I Can't remember the
2: name of it. Was it Men in Blazers that he did? Is it a two part? I've not
1: seen this, but he's been on there quite, re- uh, quite frequently over the World Cup.
2: Suggesting that the sort of big takeaway point from it was we need to be more aggressive in our attacking, as in not like physically aggressive, but when we've got when we're on the front foot, stay on the front foot, try and kill teams off rather than getting ahead and then sitting back.
3: Mm-hmm. It's always more front foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he this yeah, he said before he said good when people said that's not really worked has it He's like, no it's because we didn't do enough of it right it has been the excuse before when stuff hasn't worked um, I don't know we'll see won't we F- football's back soon ish
2: well it is in one two three four soon yeah. soon yeah, yeah. back at Ellen Road on Friday mm, i something only got a ticket actually no I've not
1: sorted mine yet <laughs> I do have one I'm just thinking about how cold it's going to be to be honest
2: <laughs> yeah because it is um, minus three in Leeds today uh, which you know we know that we've got Norwegians who uh, mm. who watch and listen to this uh, and it's far colder there, but this is quite cold for us. We're not used to this, are we? No, yeah, we
3: don't. We don't plan for it. We don't plan for heat or cold. No, we're fine when when it's about sixteen degrees, everyone's yeah. happy. Other than that, everything's fucked. Goldilocks, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Goldilocks
2: <laughs> zone that we need. Uh, get that porridge just the right temperature. Um, one other thing, probably too, to tidy up is uh, Mateus Cunha has been linked again. Which again, I can't remember if we mentioned it before the weekend, but. Those links seem to have strengthened over the weekend. Um, Romano now talking about it and uh, it now Dave- Ornstein has yeah. followed up on that.
1: David Ornstein in his column for The Athletic today on Monday uh, mentioning Wolves were quite confident of signing Matthias Cunha, apparently, but now that's kind of gone cold slightly. And yeah, he mentions Leeds and Everton as the other two clubs that have interest in him. But I don't know, it's a strange one. We obviously wanted him before... Not really a proper striker, is he? No,
3: he's um, more of a, more of the same, isn't he? But but then, I then,
1: I guess in the summer when it was Hackpo, like he's not really a out and out centre forward. It is strange how they seem to be identifying players for certain positions by choosing players who don't play that position. He's <laughs> played for him before. It's worth adding
2: when he was um, mm. it was it Leipzig when mm. he was there, so fairly briefly. But he does know him. Um,
3: we were in for him when he was at Hertha. What, what yeah, and that's where yeah. he went. To the, the where he went country. to Madrid. Yeah.
2: So there's history there. We know that. They were in for him first time round, yeah. When uh, when that rumor was doing, that was the same time as Rodrigo De Paul, wasn't it? So we, we had so many. I said we were saying before we had so many unicorns on showing that Netherlands, Argentina game. It was uh, it was untrue, even down to uh, what's his name, the left back Tagli Tagliaferro. I, I can't pronounce it.
3: Are you including Messi in that Uh he you know, left Barcelona, and people went, oh, he might. <laughs> he likes Bielsa. He, he wills. He <laughs> might. He might come to not play in the Champions League for the final few years of his career for a massive pay cut. <laughs> Turns out he didn't fancy it didn't fancy that no did not fancy that
2: which is a shame really <laughs> it is a shame uh, but would you like Cunha even though he's not a striker he's a forward I mean and he's got the broken toy kind of vibe about him as well it's not worked out for him in his most recent move but he's, in, he's a Brazilian international albeit he didn't make the squad for this tournament who who does he play instead
3: of because uh, Sinistera and Jackie would be the rather than because he's, he's not a, an out and out striker is he so he'd be, he'd be one of the wing positions or I guess, could he play 10? I don't know enough about him, really.
1: Yeah, unless they do the thing of having a striker that's not really a striker. The old mm. Dan James trick. Let's not do it. <laughs> <laughs> is he better at it than Dan James? I mean, Probably. Can, can he put the ball in the net? No.
2: So he's the answer based on his <laughs> time at
3: Atletico. <laughs> Apart from that,
2: no need to worry. Uh, do you want him?
3: Yeah, go on then. <laughs> after a left-back. <laughs> hand, can he play just, left-back? After hand? a left-back and striker. Please, God, get um, those first. There
2: does seem to be... I mean, this is the thing I'm getting cynical about it now is that we've had so many windows where we've gone get a left back get a striker that I, I almost don't expect it now but there seems to be noise around that again this it feel,
3: time It feels like they're digging the heels in now to make a point You're, no I'm not going to do it because you, <laughs> you keep asking we're not going to do it <laughs> just
2: Showing Lawrence de this is what happened last time <laughs> alright It just goes wrong uh, Anything else then we need to discuss before we, uh, we head off It's been fairly quiet from a, from a Leeds perspective hasn't it? It feels like everyone's just kind of getting back in the groove
3: now We don't have any proper news about um, Somerville's injury do we? At this stage
1: no, he did post about it. I think he said it's not too bad, but that's very vague. Mm. <laughs> it's one of those. of... Is it Adam Forshaw Not too bad. Mm. Pat Bamford? Not too bad. Yeah, sinisterly back soon, though, won't he? So we can swap one for the other. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right
2: then, does that wrap it up for this time? I think it probably does, doesn't it? We shall return. Oh, later in the week. Yeah, after the semis. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll no we'll come back before the semis. See if anything's happened. Might be a short episode <laughs> at this rate and then we'll we'll come back after the semis and preview in the final and we'll return back to the normal format in the run up to uh, to Christmas and when the world cup's out of the way but in the meantime enjoy your uh, your countdown to Christmas. You enjoying yours Michael. So right
3: yeah. Yeah. Drinking two days in a row now. Going to make it a third. <laughs> I need a break.
2: because I mean, we are off this afternoon to um, record the Christmas special with uh, the guys at Radio Leeds aren't we mm. doing a show uh, for them. Christmas quiz. There's been talk of a pint afterwards. Are you up to it?
3: Well, I've got the train in, so I've committed. In for a penny, in for a pound.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> Where were you drinking yesterday?
3: The Broodnell. Oh yeah, anything on? <laughs> yeah, there's a good gig on. <laughs> I don't want to damage the algorithm by saying the name. Uh, C bomb and the gang, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, they were on. Good band. Good, good fun. Good yeah, band, good fun. fun. Don't, yeah. And don't forget petrol bastard. Petrol bastard, the support.
2: <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Which describe
3: them? Um, well, men have. I don't know. I guess about my age, probably dancing around and staging pants. <laughs> One like a normal, smaller boxer shorts, and then the the bigger lad had like it almost was like a nappy sort of size of thing. Not a nappy, not absorbent, but that kind of um
1: a vibe to it. Yeah. Is this just giving you ideas for when you're uh, trying to work out what to do at Courage Works? <laughs>
3: exactly. Dan, have you have you got any big pants you can wear? Uh, I could find some. Okay,
2: cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. Then. I'm just looking at their uh, their bandcamp page. They're described as twatty UK techno punk bullshit. <laughs>
3: I saw them as a Tesco value prodigy. Was what they were described as <laughs> as well. On one of the The
2: Facebook page says, "Electropunk party nonsense with lots of swearing and mindless violence." That's the one. <laughs> Sounds that's good. What that's what I'm into. <laughs> why not? Why not? Right, we will return then towards the end of the week. We'll speak to you then. Bye. The Square Ball
1: Podcast. Planning for your next trip.